0: The compassion that Jesus had that caused him to serve was an intellectual love. It wasn't this mindless, check your brains at the door when you come to church mentality. I will not ever ask you to check your brains at the door. You have to think with the mind of Christ.
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you've joined us today as we continue a message from John 13 entitled A Towel or a Title. You know, it's a great picture there of Christ washing his disciples' feet, showing them love, showing them compassion, and a great reminder from Pastor Ford just a few moments ago that to love like Jesus did doesn't mean that we just go out full of these kind of mushy, ooey-gooey feelings. because Honestly, those feelings fade. That little tingles that Dr. Gary Chapman talks about, that that goes away over time. Love is a decision. It's a commitment. It's acting in such a way that you are showing the person that you're interacting with that you truly love them by how you're behaving. And that's exactly what we're called to do as followers of Christ. And we're called, as Pastor Ford also reminded us a moment ago, to think with the mind of Christ. So let's do just that. Let's open our Bibles to John 13 and continue a message entitled, A Towel or a Title.
0: Love views service from a different perspective. I can't understand this. People who don't have love say things like, what I want to work with you for. I don't have a child. No, I ain't going to the nursery. I don't have no babies. I sang in the choir. And they didn't let me sing my solo. I'm not going back. Hey, I know I'm talking about service, but can I say something to you? Say it. How you say you love her and you'll get in bed with her, but you won't give her the benefit of your last name? I'm just talking to the brothers right now. Y'all ladies, close your ears. Uh, Let me ask something. How you say you love her and then you slapping her upside her head? Okay, well, let me flip the script. How you say you love him and you know he lost his job, you know he's out looking, why are you beating him down when you see he's putting his best foot forward to try to provide like he's supposed to? He already feels bad because God has put in him a desire to provide for his family, and now you make it worse. Then you wonder why he don't want to come home. Who want to come home when you out there beat up? Then you come home and you know you' gonna get. Did you get a job today? Did anybody? Say I filled like out twelve applications and, and 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 nobody's called me. And I was out there till three I mean, o'clock. You come back in here without a job. <laughs> we gotta eat. We gotta eat. I mean, I ain't working myself to death. I ain't. I, I, And they wonder why they call it happy hour. Let me tell you why they call it happy hour. It's after work and before you go home. (laughs) You done dealt with whoever your boss is at work. And then you know you gotta go home to that. (sighs) Now look at this love. Come on back now, come on back. Look at this love. Now let's break down verse one. Look at this, this is powerful. First of all, notice that the compassion that Jesus had that caused him to serve was an intellectual love. It wasn't this mindless, check your brains at the door when you come to church mentality. I don't ever ask you to check your brains at the door. You have to think with the mind of Christ. You better examine everything I tell you, and everything I say, you better scrutinize it. When he said, thus saith the Lord, did the Lord said thus. Because if the Lord didn't say it, I ain't listening to Ford. Ford don't have a heaven or a hell to put me in. Ford can't heal my body. Ford can't bring my wayward children home. Ford can't get my loved one off a crack or heroin. I want to hear what God got to say. I don't care what you are talking about. And so, what's happening? It's an intellectual love. Okay, here it is. You answer me. Did he know when he washed Peter's feet that Peter was going to deny him? Yes. Did he know when he washed Judas' feet that Judas was going to betray him with the highest compliment, which is when you want to compliment somebody and say, we homeboys or we're girlfriends and we're tight. In that culture, you would kiss them on the cheek. He comes up to Jesus and identifies him with the highest compliment you could give somebody. I like what that theologian said, sold him out for chicken change. <laughs> dun dun dun, dun. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, that's what he said, and that's what he did. He sold him out for chicken change for the price of a slave. You mean to tell me the love of Christ is not even worth the price of a slave? Well, then what's your slave price? What is making you deny him? How come you don't come to Wednesday night Bible study? Mm. Anyway, so it's intellectual love. See, the more we know about each other, the less we love. But Jesus knows everything. I was teasing him this morning. I say, you know, I, I, I get to move on. because. But, but it's like when you first meet people, you know how you, like you come to this church. Oh, praise the Lord. That's Pastor James Ford Jr. Hallelujah. Then it, you get to know me. And you begin to say man this boy got issues he crazy as a spray roach sometimes he say stuff and he don't follow up on it and don't tell me anything on Sunday I keep telling you that I don't remember nothing but anyway and then so there's a pastor James Ford jr. he's on moods then about a year that's pastor James Ford then another year that's Pastor Ford. Then they say, Well, where's your pastor? Him. <laughs> Him. That's my pastor. Yeah, and, and come on now, think about it. Uh, think about this. I'm telling the truth. Now, some of you been in here a long time. You, you don't know I do this, but I do. I watch relationship shifts. There's some people who were real tight when they first came here, sitting together and everything. Now you on that side and they on that side and it's by design because you wait to see where they gonna sit and you go the opposite side. You make sure that when we sing that little song, we welcome you, that if they go this way, you coming up this way. If they keep rolling that way, you gonna roll right you You gonna make sure you don't say nothing to them. What happened? Y'all were tight as two toes in a baby sock. And they did something that you wouldn't forgive them of because you didn't love them unconditionally. You got to know something about them and you said, you know what, I'm cutting them loose. Instead of what the Bible says, you know what, I'm gonna love them unconditionally. You know why? Because I hope they would do it to me when they find out that I got issues too. See, I find a church is just an old McDonald's situation. Here a issue, there a issue, everywhere a issue, issue. The church has people who have issues from the pulpit to the pew. And if we're not Christian enough to say, you know what? Yes, so-and-so made a mistake. They violated me. I'm going to let them know that, but I'm going to forgive them. And I'm going to forgive them unconditionally where they tell me, where they recognize that they did something as me or not. Okay, let me move on. So it's an intellectual love. But then notice, secondly, it's an interdependent love. Notice what it says. Having loved his own, that is, let me just drop this, I'm not going to push it. It is an interdependent love. It's love based on a relationship. He says, God gave us to him. So he loves us. John 17, 9 through 11, verse 24. There are 27 one another's in the Bible. Reflects this pronouns, what we're due to one another. Why? Because I belong to you. You belong to me. We are a body. But but it's like we're interdependent. What is call us a body. This is my body. This is my body. Guess what? If I stub my toe, everything don't say, oh, you know what, toe? You shouldn't have done that. And the finger go like this here. No, no, you know what happens. Automatically, when I stub the toe, the the toe sends a signal through the nerve up to the brain. And the brain doesn't call a committee meeting between all of the rest of the body to find out what we should do and vote on it and pray about it. It's automatic. The brain sends a signal to all the body. And all the body responds differently because the body's not the same. It's interrelated. So then the uh, nurse says, big toe on right foot is hurt. And uh, what happens then is uh, the brain sends a signal to the left foot. Left foot, get ready for all pounds. And so, and so then the brain says, "All, all this happened at one time, and the arms are told to go out and grab, and the eyes are said, get big, and the mouth is said to open, and tongues and tonsils and teeth, they say, say something, do something, ah! Everybody comes together at the same time because big toe is hurting. Because we weep with those who weep. And we laugh with those who laugh. And we minister to those who are hurting in the area in which they're hurting. And guess what? And um, Mouse says we would kiss toe, but old boy ain't flexible enough to get us down there. You hurt, I hurt your house is in foreclosure I need to be concerned about the fact that you need a roof over your head you lose your job and I have mine I need to worry about the fact that you don't have a way to provide for yourself and I need to go ahead into that bank account in that savings account and empty that sucker out say that's radical no that's Christianity that's normal that's normal Christianity
1: but well, it's also convicting, isn't it, to live out our faith in that way? Well, you're listening to a message entitled, A Towel or a Title. Really a look at uh, Jesus in John chapter 13. And if you missed the first part of our broadcast, or maybe the first broadcast in the series, you can come to our website and you can listen to each and every program online. Just stop by treasuretruthradio.org. You can stream programs through your computer, you can download MP3s, or you can even purchase copies on CD. And when you do come by the website, hope you'll click on that contact link. Let us know where you listen to the program and what difference it may be making in your life, how God is using Pastor Ford's teaching to impact you. Again, our website address is treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, let's get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford.
0: Then notice thirdly, It's an intrinsic love. It's based on who he is. Jesus could have said, you don't meet my expectations and stop loving us, but not him. No. Why? Because God is love. Did you get that? First John 4, 8, God is love. Then say God gives love. No, is is the verb of being. It is intrinsic to who he is. Now you say, but I ain't him. Yeah, but you said he's in you. Yeah. And if he's in you, he's going to love through you. Yeah. Well, and then notice, it's an infinite love. Notice what he says, unto the end. You look up that word in Strong's. It's really powerful. It's an unfailing love. Verse 10, Jesus said unto them, he that washed, needeth not save to be washed, but his feet, but his clean every wit, and you are clean, but not all. What's he saying? Man, this, Jesus will never cease loving us. Aren't you glad about it? Amen. Hey, did you know this? There's nothing you could do to make Jesus love you less, and there's nothing you can do to make Jesus love you more. You want to know why? Because he loves us with an everlasting love. Amen. Hmm. Amen. Then notice, let me move on to the second one. I'm only going to get to two today. What motivated Jesus to serve? And he's on his way to Calvary. Compassion. But then notice, secondly, confidence. Jesus was confident in who he is. So, notice what the text says. Listen to this. I'm going to read verse 1 again. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father. Verse 2, and supper being ended, the devil now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Now, so that means then whenever we do something uh, that uh, Jesus doesn't want us to do, It's always instigated by the devil. You mean to tell me that a Christian can be used by the devil? Look at your neighbor and say, he does it all the time. Yeah, he does it all the time. As a matter of fact, he's got to use somebody. So if the devil's in church, that means he rode with somebody today. Don't look around. Go and ask your neighbor, did he ride with you? Did he ride with you? Tell him, he ain't ride with me. <laughs> now, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Watch this. Verse 1, he knew what he had to do. He knew that his hour was come. It's time to go to Calvary. He knew what he had. Verse 3a, his possession, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand. What's all mean? All means all. That's all all means. Then look at verse 3B, that he came from God. That's where he came from. He was going to God. That's where he was going. Now listen, get this, get this, get this. Look at the perspective of the Lord Jesus Christ first. He came from God. I originated from the Father in heaven. Where are you going? To the Father in heaven. Well, then what are we talking about as Christians that we go into the grave? That's where the body's going. We don't go to no grave. I mean, that ain't my destiny to be in the dust of the ground, because when this earthly tabernacle is dissolved, 2 Corinthians 5.10, I have a house not made with hands reserved for me in the heavens. Yeah, see, I, you know, I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. The minute I drop this body of clay, the minute I do it, my attending angels, Hebrews 1.14 are going to come, and they're going to escort my soul into the very presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, I know where I'm going. Amen. And look at it, look at it. So then what did he know? Four things. He knew his purpose. He knew his possessions. He knew his person. And he knew his plan. Man, that's a good salvation message. Yeah. It happens all the time. You know, I'm, I'm getting the opportunity now and meet some, some quote-unquote famous people. And, and I had a person say to me one time, and I'm not going to call the name, but, but it's a famous basketball player. And, and I was doing something, you know, uh, for the family. And, uh, you know, teaching the Word of God. Somebody said, "Um, you going to get an autograph? No. You don't want it? No. Why not? You know what? You know what I do? He should be asking me for my autograph. See, I don't throw a little ball in a hoop. No, you know what I do? I preach the eternal, immutable word of the true and living God. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I do? I counsel people and I see marriages that are dead resurrect. That's what I do. You want to know what I do? I get together and and counsel some young people who then turn their lives around and make commitments to be good citizens in, in a wicked world. That's what I do. I deal with eternal things. If anybody ought to be getting anybody autograph, he ought to be asking for my autograph. What I do lasts for eternity. Because I'm confident, you know what, you know what, y'all say, y'all say, you you know I say it all the time. You know I say I'm good looking and all that. Y'all don't believe I believe that. (laughs) I am the way God, made. if he wanted me to be light skin, wavy hair, he would have made me light skin, wavy hair. He made me this way for I ain't no junk. I'm good looking. I don't know what you are talking about. I'm the best James Ford that the James Ford can be. I know who I am, I'm confident who I am, you ain't going to hate on me and make me feel bad. I do not have low self-esteem. I ain't got nothing. The only way you can make me feel bad is when you point out when I sin. And then you ain't making me feel bad because the Holy Spirit beat you to it. And Jesus is confident and said, what are you saying? So what, they may have more money than you. So what, they may be quote unquote better looking than you. So what, they may have a better, ed- so what? That's right. I guarantee you, whatever it is God has called you to do, there is no one that can do it like you. Amen. No one. No one. As a matter of fact, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says we are his poema. Now somebody, I, I, I told you what it means. What does it mean? Poem. We are God's poem. You ever read a poem, a beautiful poem? Wow, we are God's poem. And I told you, problem is, many of us read like graffiti on the wall rather than the poem. But you know know what else the word is used for in classical Greek? To talk about a priceless masterpiece. I, I said to myself, man, God is saying I got a frame around Ford, and I got him up in the Louvre in France on the wall more expensive than a Mona Lisa, more expensive than any Van Gogh or Picasso. You say, yeah, yeah, because I've been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Mm. Let me give you this and then I'm letting you go home. Four star general brought 15 of his other generals to a restaurant, it's a crowded restaurant, staff was low. And uh, so the lady sat them down and gave them water and took their order and brought the bread. The four-star general called, said, come, come here, come here, come miss, miss, miss. She came over. He said, I need butter. and I need it right now. Hurry up. We need butter. She said, okay, uh, we're shorthanded. I have five tables. I got to take their order, get them some water. And then when I go back, I'll get the butter and bring it out he said, okay, well, hurry it up. We need butter. Our bread is here already. She said, okay. So she goes, and she's getting the one. She's going the other. She said, come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here, come here. And uh, so she comes over, and she says, didn't I say I want butter? And she said, didn't I tell you? We're short? Sure I'm going to get your butter, sir. I'm going to get it. He said, young lady, you must not know who I am. And she said, uh, who are you, sir? He said, I am over all of the armed forces of the United States of America. That's who I am. She said, well, sir, do you know who I am? He said, no, who are you? She said, I'm the waitress in charge of the butter. <laughs> I like that. She said, I don't care who you are or what you over, you get butter when I give you butter because you may be over the army, but I control the butter. So when I go back, then you'll get the—I like that. I love that. Because what she's saying is, I know what I'm called to do, and it may not, in comparison, be as great as what you're doing, but to me, it's just as important, and to God, it's just as important, because I'm here by assignment, not by accident, and so I'm telling everybody in every ministry, quit going on sabbatical because you're mad, dropping out and all that kind of stuff because somebody doesn't hate it on you. You need to stand up and say, I am somebody. God gave me this to do, and by the grace of God, I'm staying here, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to love you in spite of the fact that you're trying to get on my last nerve to get me out of what I'm doing.
1: It's Pastor and author James Ford Jr., a message entitled, A Towel or a Title, and a great reminder that as we serve... There are those who are going to be, in a sense, opposition to us, and we have to take a look at why we are serving and who we are serving for. By the way, if you uh, ever miss one of the broadcasts in the short series, you can always come to our website and uh, find each and every program online. It's at treasuretruthradio.org. Well, we hope you appreciate how practical these messages are. You know, these insights are not just something to write in your Bible, but they're something to live out in the day-to-day. And if that's your experience with Treasure Truth, now's the time to express your gratitude with a generous year-end gift. You know, as we get ready to close the books on another 12 months of ministry, your financial support makes all the difference. And as a thanks for your gift of any amount, we want to send you a digital book by the former president of the Moody Bible Institute, Dr. Joseph Stoll. The book is entitled, The Trouble with Jesus. You know, we live in a world that pretends to be tolerant of every religion and every idea, but when it comes to the name of Jesus, people are becoming increasingly hostile. And Dr. Joe Stoll addresses this topic and shows us how we can respond as a faithful Christian in a post-Christian world. So give your year-end gift and request The Trouble with Jesus. Our number is 888-644-7660. Or we'll send a link to the digital download in your email. You can just come to our website, treasuretruthradio.org. Well, Moody Radio is bringing hope to the world, the same hope that you experience as you listen to clear Bible teaching every day. And with your gift of any amount, you're helping to share that hope. Again, our number is 888-644-7660. And our website is treasuretruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Rios. Join us tomorrow for Treasure Truth a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.